Hey everyone, you are listening to Walking the Ropes with Blake and Caleb, episode 5, WWE Smackdown Review from January 29th, 2021, and Royal Rumble Preview. Hello everybody, and thank you for dropping into this edition of Walking the Ropes, I'm Caleb. And I'm Blake. We have an awesome show for you today. We'll be covering the news from the last couple days, and we'll be talking about SmackDown from last night, as well as we'll be doing our predictions for the uh, Royal Rumble on Sunday. Uh, And then after that, or probably even just before we do the Rumble predictions, we'll be talking about our Twitter polls and uh, our favorite and least favorite bits of SmackDown. Uh, But before we get to that, if you guys would like to support us, make sure to check out our Buy Me A Coffee page and our Redbubble page. You can find all that through our link tree, as well as following all of our social medias to stay up to date with us and checking out our podcast uh, video on demands on our YouTube, as well as you can find us on most uh, major podcasting platforms, uh, such as Google Podcasts and Spotify. But uh, with that being said, um, yeah wrestling wrestling wow um, yeah i mean uh in, into into news i i think one of the biggest things um from the past 24 48 hours um i mean i my twitter's been blown up about it is uh john moxley uh making his long-awaited return to new japan uh at the yep. new japan pro wrestling strong event uh which was in the states um, oh okay it was in the states uh and uh he showed up and uh attacked uh i believe it was kenta mm-hmm. uh formerly uh hideo itami in nxt yep um yeah. and i believe briefly on 205 live yes more than likely more than yeah. likely but uh he appeared and attacked him and uh, gave a promo which has created a lot of buzz around the pro wrestling industry right now, saying there there's no more lines, there no there's no more political lines, no more borders. That you know, if if he wants something, he's gonna take it. Um, right. Which it that's that's a big uh, promo uh, for just a few words to say. You know, there's no more lines. I'm. You know, if I if I want to come over to to New Japan stomping grounds and do what I want, I'm going to, which is yeah. fantastic. Well, I I would love to see maybe Moxley jumping even to Impact. That would be a cool thing to have happen. Like, I'm still surprised that they haven't they haven't done something like that. Like, I understand it's it's one of your main event guys, um, but like, without a doubt, I I think they should uh uh look into sending him over to do i like i don't know who in the in impact's main event they could pair him up with off the top of my head for like a reasonable storyline because i mean like kenny's fit so well private party and matt hardy fit so well and like i don't know where they could insert moxley quite yet with his turn that just happened oh shit That's a fair point. I just thought of how that match with Brian Myers went this week. Yeah, that would be the perfect person for it to go to. You know what I'd enjoy more, though, if I'm being completely honest? I'd enjoy Eddie coming over to Dynamite instead, if if we're pulling the yeah. Eddie Edwards route. Because I, I would kill to see, like, unsanctioned, you know, lights out unsanctioned between Mox and Edwards. 
Well, I mean, but what we could do initially is have Mox jump Edwards or vice versa, however you want to do it. Say Moxley's appearing on Impact to just cut a promo and Edwards jumps him and then have him come to Dynamite to do their match, right? Like say Tony Khan didn't like that. You're taking on my top guy who's literally just there to try to boost your ratings. No. Oh yeah, like I have no problem with him appearing on Impact, but I think the match since we're getting a lot of of the crossover storyline um on impact cuz yeah. cuz it 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 started and was focused around Kenny being yeah. on impact like we've had the good brothers over on AEW but that's about it but that hasn't even been an AEW impact type thing that's been like the bullet club elite like that like Kenny hopping over to impact was a big deal cuz he was on impact the good brothers coming yeah. over to AEW like the first time it was like, oh shit, like it's the impact tag team champs here. And now it's just kind of like it it's you know, it's it's bullet club stuff. Well, yeah, especially with them doing stuff in the backstage and and all that. Like they're and even on BTE, like yeah. they've been like so now it just seems like um the Good Brothers are honestly just a part of the dynamite roster basically. Yeah, like they're back and forthing where like Matt Hardy and Private Party, they you know it I use the word lightly in this scenario, but they invaded impact. Oh, for sure. Um, and now they're going after their tag champs. Like, like that's well, the thing. It's yeah. been very heavily focused around, um, building up impact, which I mean is completely fair. You'll look at the, 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 uh, vast contrast between the two companies. You got, AEW owned by a billionaire family and you know having live crowds and and just a ton of stuff and then impact which we know the struggle impact has had over the years so I can understand them trying to be like let's focus around impact but I would love for like even even Eddie Edwards to come out and be like you know I I beat Sammy Callahan you know, look what I did last week to Brian Myers. Like, I'm becoming, like, the most dangerous man in pro wrestling or something. Yeah, and then having Mox sure. be like, you're funny, I don't know kid. if you know who I am. But... Like, <laughs> I don't know if we've met before, but I'm John Moxley. Yeah, and, and that's really all you he'd have to say. shit. Yeah. Uh, and I mean, but, I think yeah. with Moxley just doing the uh, New Japan thing, if he were to do that, um, I mean, I mean, that's a lot for mox as well but i mean look at kenny kenny did dynamite uh triple a impact so i mean if mox were to do the impact thing too that's going to create a lot of buzz because he well i mean yeah he's on dynamite calling out impact he's on new japan calling out new japan and then to go to impact and be like you know i wasn't joking (laughs) like yeah welcome to welcome to the the new age of professional wrestling yeah where i'm gonna go where i want and i'm gonna kick ass even like as much as ring of honor isn't on that level of impact and AEW right now even have them show up on ring of honor and like uh i've seen some stuff that like ec3 has been doing um he's kind of got that similar character where he's more brutal I could see them doing a pretty interesting program too. Like, so with this open borders thing, it's definitely creating an interesting idea in professional wrestling. Yeah. Well, I'd like to see uh, ring of honor jump on 
the uh, the bandwagon almost you can call it here with the the open borders concept. Um, <clears throat> I know that they're very very heavily um, in like a bubble, kind of mm-hmm. how sports were doing uh, their bubbles uh, when they first got back to playing in yeah. with COVID, where it was like you guys are here or you know like at the arena and like that's it yeah the way the nhl did their playoff system yeah they had the bubble clean you're very yeah you're very confined and that's what roh has been doing (laughs) um so once i think we start to open up in general a bit more for sure um i could i could see it because it's smart business at this exactly. Point, I mean, it's it's yeah. not a matter of worrying about protecting your own brand. You've got Triple A, AEW, New Japan, and Impact now all kind of working together in a sense because it it like you know the 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 saying all roads lead back to Rome. It's it's all roads lead back to AEW right now because that's yeah, where that's where the pocket is the deepest. But if we just open it up as a whole. I mean, sure, it's going to be a lot of work on a lot of ends and, and whatnot mm-hmm. to make it happen. I know it's not just a snap of a finger. It's business. For um, sure. You know, you can't send your top guy here and have him get beat for no reason or well, yeah. financially or even just, I mean, we're talking pro wrestling. Injuries happen. What what yeah. happens? I mean, like the risk Tony Khan took going, sure, you can have our world champion Kenny Omega on your pay-per-view. What if Kenny would have gotten injured on an impact pay-per-view? Yeah, like, and then all of a sudden couldn't appear on Dynamite for two, three, four months. <laughs> like six to eight months. God knows the injury, right? Like I wouldn't it's... even <clears throat> I don't know if Dynamite would strip him of the title though. I don't know if that's something that AEW would even consider doing. Well, depending on the length, they could. They could consider it. Right. But uh I could see them just trying to to say, okay, well, um, because it's not really cool to to strip him like because of what happened we're gonna push the tnt title and whatever and maybe introduce one of those humming and hawing titles that they've been talking about yeah like if it was a two to four month injury sure but if it, if we're talking six to eight eight to twelve there's no chance they yeah. leave it on him but the thing is no for sure is if we actually full force this open borders thing like if you've ever thought that somebody could compete legitimately head to head with the wwe because let's be honest AEW is competing head-to-head with nxt on wednesday nights but in the the long shot of things and it's just basic business and and looking at it from the standpoint taking the fan side out of it wwe is still as as a company the top professional wrestling company in the world oh for sure but if you want to rival them like dynamite's doing a really good job on Wednesday nights and, and for viewerships and whatnot. But they I did mean, beat raw once already in 2020. They beat raw's viewership once viewership or the, the, the ratings, I, because uh, I don't the, think the viewership, sorry, not viewership. The, the ratings demo in one. Yeah. Portion. Yeah. The, the eight, the 18, 18 to 40, 18, which to 40 is the, the really important one. Which well, that's where is, all your money comes from. Yeah. So that's why I, either way you look at it, like eventually yeah. that portion is going to translate to viewership as yeah. well. Like, well, that's just it. I was going to say, I know Raw pulls in a steady, and like this is where my point is, Raw pulls in a steady two to three million. SmackDown pulls mm-hmm. in a steady two to two and a half million. 
Dynamite pulls in about 750 to, if they're lucky at points, a million. And I mean, the thing is, is there's a lot of things to look at that way. Like, that's not yeah. the shit on Dynamite. There's a lot of logistics there. I mean, NXT only pulls in about 700,000 if they're lucky, right? And then if you add those two numbers together, that's almost the viewership for the two big shows that run by themselves. Yeah. So it makes sense that there's a divide between the people on yeah. Wednesday as well. And, I'm, and I mean, you're talking midweek and I yeah, mean, exactly. in, in theory, new shows on cable television, you've got these other two ron smackdown that have been established for 25 30 years yeah um but if you well, want to compete yeah sorry go ahead so sports uh like the nba pushes dynamite a lot and yeah. uh uh even i think nxt has had some booking issues with um nfl even oh more uh, than likely so the both of them uh, on a wednesday night isn't a bad idea it's just until they start gaining that raw smackdown viewership they're going to be bullied by the sports programs uh nfl and nba oh 100 percent, and that's just unfortunate um but yeah like if you want to really compete um fully open borders and give people a reason to watch every show like that's the thing right now with, with impact uh i i shit on it heavily this past week having matt hardy and private party do a promo video like it like that would that was it that was it i yeah. was like okay like sure but if you really want to compete if you really want to rival like we don't need a dozen guys from every promotion on every show or something but give us a reason to watch every show closely. Make us, you know, wonder what's going to happen. There's no reason these promotions can't do it. Exactly. Um, but yeah, so, I mean, that's just, uh, like, like that was literally our first bit of news. But uh, I think I think it, it shows that we're opening up to something that in the next, let's, let's give it three to five years, it could be potentially the biggest thing in pro wrestling to happen for sure and i mean just look at it for that first bit of news it took us 10 minutes to just talk about the the potential storylines that can evolve from this sure these storylines could be years in the making but they are very realistic and possible to be coming up oh yeah like the the world of pro wrestling over the past few years has changed so much that you can't look at something you know Two, three years ago, you could have looked at something and went, that's never going to happen. Now you look at it and you go, well. Um... Yeah, well, I mean, interesting point. When when All In happened, I remember looking at you and saying, hey, I could see this becoming a weekly show. And, and you said, I, no, I looked no right chance. at you and said, I don't think it will. But yeah. also, I was not aware of the billionaire family of the cons. Yeah. There were a it. lot of different factors, sure. Yeah. But it just proves, like, I saw something there that that a lot of people might not have. And that's not saying, like, oh, I'm a really good... Like, I just saw something that I was yeah. like, I really want to see this all the time. Well, as I said to you the night of All In <laughs> when we were talking about it, it wasn't that I wouldn't have liked to have seen it. Right. It was like I said, from a standpoint, you're you're gonna try like if it would have just been Cody and the Bucks and Kenny, take the Khan family out of the factor. Well, and Jericho I'm, too. I think he appeared at all in. Well, Jericho appeared, but that was more or less to set up for his cruise. Yeah. Um, but like if we would have taken the Khan family out of it, 
it i honestly believe well the thing is let's be honest if we would have taken the con family out of it if you listen to the interviews we would have had the bucks and omega in wwe oh, that's absolutely. what would have happened they were literally ready to sign their contracts like they didn't uh i think it was uh who was it was it nick nick got the call from tony khan and hung up on him <laughs> because he didn't believe him he didn't right he he didn't believe that it was a thing i believe it was matt was the first one to legitimately take tony's call and be like we we should maybe consider this and even after sitting and meeting with tony for the first time they still weren't 100 percent sure yeah but so, it took whatever tony did to to show them what he thought was there they are now behind it full force and this like we said this open borders thing is a proof that this worked and the wrestling world was ready for a change oh yeah 100 percent. and you can nail it down to cody's promo at all in you know oh, the God. like exactly what he said is exactly true still, the wrestling world was ready like, like still gives me goosebumps listening to that interview to this day it, it's it's similar to to watching edge return just yeah. over a year ago um, exactly. like the goosebumps that, that you get that, that feeling that you get inside of like, this was yeah. something special. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyway, and, and to now look what it evolved to is amazing. Oh yeah, exactly. Uh, so. yeah. Anyways, uh, other news, what you got? <laughs> uh, I got a fun one. Uh, Big E revealed what his Royal Rumble strategy will be. He is going to be like a greased up pig. He's just going to baby oil himself up. Uh, I think he even said some coconut uh, lotion and whatever. So, I mean, if Big E comes out on Sunday and he just looks like a glistening man, I'm that's going to be great. <laughs> like, Thank God Andre the Giant's not in this because uh, Andre would have killed him. I don't know if you've ever heard oh, those God, stories yeah. or not. Macho Man Randy Savage. Andre literally almost killing him in the ring because he wore baby oil after Andre told him backstage not to. Yeah. Um, and, I mean, to look at, have Andre look at you, no baby oil, and you do it anyways. Yeah, okay. I, I'm sorry. If, if, if I don't care if I was Randy Savage's size, if, if Andre's over me saying no baby oil, I'm like, okay, no baby oil tonight. Got it. Right. Yeah, got you. Um. But that's going to be great, uh, yeah. as long as we don't end up with another uh, Titus World Slide uh, event. Uh, then I'll I'll be I'll be okay I mean, with it. <laughs> I mean, Titus I got so lucky. I oh I, he did. Oh, <laughs> well, he was like an inch off of hitting that center beam. Yeah. Like he would have killed himself. Well, I mean, and even still, if he had tripped a step later he would have face planted into the metal that surrounds the ring like Like, he got so lucky with that like we were seconds away from from tragedy i just remember watching it and we were like wait where did titus go and the commentators are just dying and we're like what's going on and then it shows the replay oh man it was but, great. But yeah, that that's great by Biggie. I'm I'm really enjoying uh Biggie lately and and the stuff yeah. he's doing. Well, he's wearing Christmas jumpers still. I like, love it. I love and it's it. It's great. Like it, he's just fantastic. Biggie is fantastic. Um yeah. yeah. What else you got? Um well, I know that I have one that's the exact same as you, so I will do my other one, uh my Dolph Ziggler one here. Go so, ahead. 
somebody mentioned to him that he should be the WWE champion instead of Drew McIntyre. Uh, and he said the most televised losses in WWE history should be champion. Not that, not the guy that wins 99% of the time. Bad take, bro. Now that's really interesting. That got me thinking. I wanted to go find out how accurate this statement was, right? So on, on Sportster from March 17th, 2020, I found this. He ranks third with all losses, with 1,071 losses in the WWE. Can you take a guess as to who the two people above him are? Excuse me? Yeah. You're kidding. No. And, and now Ziggler specified televised losses. This is all time. Okay. Um, so 1,071 losses. Since, so him. can you... Can you I, guess who's above him? Like, I'll give you a hint. Current, There's only one person who's been in the WWF. Like current, so it's not like current day. There is one person who's current day. There's one person who isn't. There's I, one person who we will talk about tonight or on our show about SmackDown. I I got, I got nothing. The Miz is number two. Really? He has 1,145 losses. What? Now, the one that shocked me the most, Kane is number one. Kane? Kane. He has 1,215 losses. He also has the most matches inside WWE slash F, even WWWF and whatever, at 1,665 He's a legend with probably the worst losing record. That is insane. Yeah. And other notable mentions on this list, uh, Randy Orton, number four, with 999. Or sorry, yeah, 999. Cody Rhodes, number six, with 883. And I mean, you said this was from like about a year ago. This is 2020 March 17th. So almost a year ago. So I mean, still a uh, a handful of changes there. But that's that's. I looked at um Ziggler's. He's only had thirty seven matches uh in twenty twenty. So even still, he didn't even get very close to Kane's. Number. I'm st- I'm still surprised he had thirty seven. That's nuts. Yeah. Um. And then uh, Triple H is number eight with eight hundred and thirty five. And Chris Jericho is number nine with 833. That's crazy. There's two losses between Triple H and Jericho. Now, I believe Triple H did have a match in 2020. He won it, didn't he? He did not wrestle in 2020. It was the first year in, I, I oh, think, 20-some-odd was... years that he did not have a match. Sorry, um, the year before that. Yeah, so that includes his, his win against Batista then. So yeah. yeah, if Jericho or Triple H were to ever come in, and there's only two matches separating them, that uh, if Jericho loses another two inside WWE, he'll tie Triple H. And that's just WWE. That's not including Jericho's WCW or ECW stuff? I can double check quickly on that list. Um, one one second. Um, well, as as you're doing that, we'll come back to it. I know the piece of news that that we both shared here. Uh, it kind of uh, it's a bit of a congratulatory thing. Uh, former Intercontinental Champion, former leader of the Nexus, and current uh, commentator for NXT on Wednesday nights, 
uh wade barrett officially after i don't even remember how many years he said on it on the post that i saw uh he finally the other day uh became a u.s citizen so uh big congrats goes out to him uh wishing him all the best going forward uh absolutely and whatnot um um okay with the sheer amount of matches for jericho with 1,670, I would say that has to include his WCW era. Okay, so could that have even included... I mean, not that he... I don't even know if he would have ended up with a loss in in Dynamite at that time. Uh, this does not include Dynamite losses. Are you positive? This is strict... I'm. This is strictly under the WWE banner in WWE history. Okay. Yeah. So uh, it might include his WCW one just by 1,670 matches under WWE's banner. I feel like that includes WCW. Okay. But I could be wrong there. Um, but very interesting to note that they are that close even still. Oh, that yeah, that's still nuts. And the fact that they're on the top ten list of most losses in history, and they're on probably some people's Mount Rushmore's. Oh yeah, right. yeah, that's that's insane. Um, yeah, but that's my last bit of news. That's your last bit. Um, so just a quick note. Um, before uh, we we start talking results here, uh, really not news, and I I've been promoting it a lot, and like I keep saying, I promise we're not sponsored or anything um we had been talking about it before our uh, last podcast um AEW unrestricted uh posted a new podcast with uh Brody Lee uh John Huber's wife uh Amanda and uh we had been talking about it before uh the last podcast as I just said um I ended up listening to it the other night and um it it's crazy uh you know we we were all really really shocked um by the news um yeah i know i found out at about 1:30 from a message from you uh yeah. at 1:30 in the morning um and i mean i i still even to to now it, it doesn't doesn't seem uh uh right doesn't seem real um if you have i think it it's just about an hour uh, if you have an hour, uh, in your day, um, go online and I mean, I'm sure you can find it on Google podcasts or Apple podcasts. Like it's on all those platforms. Mm-hmm. Um, and do yourself a favor if you were ever a fan of, of Brody and you want some more information into his final days and give it a listen. Um, cause I know you were reading the transcript to me and yeah, and if, it yeah, if you don't have time for it, it doesn't do it justice. It doesn't do it no, justice. Sure. Um, just hearing her talk about the stuff that they went through. Um, yeah. It's it's nuts. Um, no, for sure. And, and she like, probably breaks in times when she's talking about it. And... You you can you can hear uh, her get choked up at points. Um, yeah. But just just to hear the stuff that happened, and I mean like that he had went to dynamite and tested negative and doc Sampson told him like, I don't feel safe letting you in, like go home and him going home and like, uh, for the first time, not being able to finish his workout. And then to like 
going to the hospital for the first time and him having to lean himself on his wife and barely yeah. being able to stand up until the point where you know they're they're talking about you know putting him out and like how he started to get better and he was awake um and then getting worse again and and like it just it is worth the listen um yeah my favorite thing from it is one of his last words to his wife um apparently brody jr had wanted to be orange cassidy for halloween and uh as as amanda said on there like nobody fucking knows who orange cassidy is like out of out of the people like we're gonna go see for halloween like it's not to say orange cassidy is a nobody but in in the grand scheme of things they're gonna see a kid in in jeans and a a denim jacket and go like who the fuck like like, this is lazy and uh one of my favorite things is one of some of brody's final words to his wife was go buy the kid a fucking denim jacket like yeah. i just i yeah. and i and i like that she specified that um some of his last words probably because there are words that they spoke that we nobody else will ever hear well exactly because as she said after uh he was put under the first time even when he he was back awake in that he he had tubes and this and that so he he couldn't he couldn't yeah. talk um and then to hear uh about her calling Cody and Biggie and uh, wanting them there when she broke the news to Brody Jr. about um, about John uh, uh, going into end-of-life care. And just, like, it's showing the people, the kind of people they are. I mean, Cody woke up at 7 in the morning and drove from Atlanta, Georgia to Jacksonville, um to be there with yeah. them uh talking about sean spears and uh uh peyton coming and and seeing john right at the end um the podcast is is worth the listen like i said it's about an hour long um and if you even wait another handful of days uh they'll probably have the video one up on uh tnt's youtube channel um right it's worth it uh it's really insightful um and if if you have found uh uh any of brody's passing difficult um like i've said in the past i'm not afraid to admit it there there's been some tears shed myself over it mm-hmm. uh you'll want a kleenex or two beside you for the podcast i know there was a little bit of welling up i had at points um yeah. Yeah, uh, it was definitely a difficult time in the wrestling world, and it's never going to get easier uh, with any time, because the one thing I've noticed, Dynamite starts with, it's, uh, it's Wednesday, Wednesday, you, know, you what know what that means. I love hearing that. Um, and by the way, if you haven't seen it yet, go on YouTube and check out uh, Brody Jr. on commentary on AEW Dark. He is I fantastic. <laughs> Oh my god, he's sitting there with, with Excalibur and Taz, and Excalibur will go to talk, and he just, SHUT UP EXCALIBUR, and Taz is corpsing, like, no tomorrow. That's great. It's wonderful. But, um, anyways, with that being yeah. said, we'll move on to our, uh, results from SmackDown. Um, yeah, it, uh, 
I, we were talking before the cast. Um, yeah. In a sense, it was a good show, but in another sense, it it was rough. So. If, yeah, it's like you said, if you remove the points that are, like, the very little points that yeah, are like there wasn't a bad, lot. <laughs> this is a solid show. Like, it really is. But there are there are quite a few points that just ruin the flow of the show, and it makes it just feel like a, a weird show. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, we, uh, we open up SmackDown, though. Uh, Daniel Bryan's just getting to the ring. Um, and then, uh, he, he's, it was almost the same promo as last yeah. week of, like, you know, I've never won the Rumble. I want to, you know, I want to win the Rumble. Yeah. Uh, and he did have a line in there that that kind of got to me, which was him going, I don't know how many WrestleMania moments I've got left. And I was like, Ugh. yeah, like that's that's hard to hear. You know, uh, all I don't know if considered. you. Yeah, true. Very true. I don't know if you caught it, but he stumbled on his words a lot. He did in this promo. He stumbled a ton. And um, I, it's nothing against Brian at all. Like he is a fantastic promo every time he oh, comes yeah. out. But he he would say something and he'd say it weird and then restart. I'm like, are you okay? Hey, at least we didn't get a. Uh, who was it? Was it Sid Vicious? Who uh, you, have you ever seen the clip? Like years ago, they're doing a backstage promo and he's like talking and he stumbles and he goes, let let let's restart. And the guy's like, no. we're live. <laughs> Yeah, I think it's um, uh, Mean Gene, and he goes, oh, we're live, pal. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but I think it was, I, I want to say it was like Sid Vicious or something, yeah, Psycho Sid I think or that's some true. shit like that. Yeah. Um, But yeah, I just... But yeah, I mean, he it was a solid promo oh, yeah. um, for his Rumble, and uh, I mean, we'll get into our predictions here, but he's he's looking like a favorite to win the Rumble for sure. Oh yeah, I've got some notes once we get to our predictions for the Rumble, but... uh. But yeah, so, and then AJ Styles comes out, which I was so confused for a second. I thought I was watching Raw for a second, uh, and, and even even Brian's like, uh, did you forget where you are? Like, it, this is SmackDown. Um, like, and then AJ, AJ, AJ informs us that there's now a quarterly invitational. Uh, I, I'm getting... Not to go off on a tangent, I don't want to go off on a huge tangent because we got a lot to cover in the show, but I'm yeah. getting really tired of them over and over and over and over again being like, we we got two different brands and then suddenly we it goes, a few superstars can come over and then suddenly we're just back to there being no actual brands and I'm like, why did it work so well in like during the first original draft for so yeah. many years i can remember by the time i started watching in 0708 and that the only interpromotional shit we ever had was we had i mean even survivor series at the time wasn't always brand versus brand a lot of the time it was within brand um like we had so little of it wrestlemania yeah. 23 we had Kane versus the Great Khali, and it was literally all about them being on different brands. Yeah. That's how much we cared back in the day, and now we don't. And it exactly. pisses me off. I was so excited when the brand split came back, and I've just been yeah. disappointed. 
Well, it makes for more interesting stories because you don't just run Monday Night Raw and then the Monday Night Recap SmackDown. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, and I also I, mean, I also dislike how they're how they've handled the draft in the past. Here now, I wish they'd go back to the old school. Like, here's a Raw versus SmackDown match winner, and then we get the on the board, and like this person got drafted. Like. For the very first draft, I didn't mind the SmackDown picks so-and-so. Because there was no roster. But now, I don't like the Superstar shakeup. It's stupid. It's so stupid. Um, And and the way that they, they've handled the drafts. I'm like, we've had, like, four of these now. Like, give us, give us the old school one. Like, everybody wants it. Yeah, and I think WWE is scared to do things like that because they're thinking when we ask for things, we don't actually want it for whatever reason. And yeah. that's never been the case. Yeah, we just ask for things for no reason. But yeah. anyways, so yeah, AJ Styles uh, uh, comes out and uh, basically the the uh, the bottom line of this, uh, Brian ends up challenging AJ Styles uh to a match because like we talked a while ago apparently aj styles is just the the measuring stick for the rumble and and he even said so himself that that's what he is on raw um i don't know if you noticed it omas had a bandage on his head yes a clear did he get cut on raw he had a freaking clear piece of tape on his head over a cut um like i don't remember him getting cut on raw so i I don't either I, I don't remember, I don't even remember him getting in, like, what, right? what was the match on Raw? It, it was, was um, Styles and R-Truth. Yeah, it was Styles and R-Truth, he didn't get involved at all in that. So, I don't, I don't know, I don't know, big dude tripped and fell, who knows. Or he had his head on a doorway. <clears throat> I, that would not surprise me, he's a, he's yeah. a tall guy. Yeah, um, he makes AJ look like a child. <laughs> But, uh, but yeah, so Daniel Bryan challenges AJ Styles to a match, um, and, and, and then he also says to not bring up Omos. Yep. Um, AJ accepts it and pushes Bryan, and then we get the, I, I thought it was cool at first, but now I'm getting a little tired of it every time Omos is around the, the camera angle from the bottom looking up. We get it. He's big. Do you know what that shot's called? Do- called the Andre shot. <laughs> Because, like, it genuinely is. I was reading through a list of um, wrestling terms, and uh, that shot was invented for Andre. Uh, they shoot from a low angle or a pan up like Just that. to make him look absolutely yeah. huge, yeah. 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 But, like, that's the thing. I'm like, once in a <laughs> while, sure. But I'm getting tired of it being every time he's on our screen. Exactly. I'm like, like it, it, it's cool at first, and then you guys just wear it out. That's what WWE does. It's almost like AEW with the best friends, uh, you got to give the people what they want hug. Like the zoom out camera that they yes. do. They nailed it at all in, but they haven't nailed it since. And now they just do it all the time. Yeah. Like. Yeah. but, but Not uh, to go off on AEW. And uh, I think you meant double or nothing, not all in. Was it double or nothing? Yeah. Okay, yeah. They, they, weren't on, they weren't on all in. Uh, and apologize. if they were, they were in the uh, the battle royal at most. But yeah, I and I thought that that was where the hug happened, but I could be wrong. See, I don't ever remember it happening in the battle royal. The first time I remember it is 
in the the tag team match at Double or Nothing, uh, where the Dark Order debuted afterwards. Right. Yeah. And whatever it was, they uh, they hugged and they zoomed out at the exact same time. And, and it was I perfect. I thought and it was not the coolest thing at the time. And yeah. But anyways, uh, yeah. we, we got lots of time to talk about Dynamite on the Dynamite shows. Exactly. Um, so yeah, uh, as we said, AJ accepts for later in the night. Um, and then we have a backstage interview with uh, Kayla Braxton. She ends up just singing Bailey's praises. Like I, I was expecting the camera to turn and Bailey be holding cue cards or something. I thought she had a gun to her and just like that was line. that was my first thing, but I was like, like I was like, you know, we're not gonna pull the Pillman thing again. So, <laughs> uh, but I honestly expected the camera to pan and Bailey to be holding cue cards and like yeah, that would have made it so much better. But um, yeah, we end up just getting uh, generic an okay match, generic I mean... Bailey interview, and then. Oh, sorry. Yeah, it's still talking about the interview. I thought we were talking about the match. My bad. No, no, no. We're, uh, no worries there. Um, yeah, just a generic uh, uh, interview. I expected every word that came out of her mouth. Um, oh, exactly. Yeah. And then we got the match: Bailey versus Bianca Belair. Which, um, I'm not gonna lie. Uh, I didn't hate the match. Uh, still not a huge fan of of Bianca Belair, but um, the match ended up being. Uh, overall a really decent match yeah there was a funny point where cole was on commentary saying hey bailey's just jealous and bailey turns i'm not jealous cole i'm like there needs to be more of that if the if the wrestler can hear the commentator call him out yep i thought i'm like we we know once again uh like like i said about impact a few weeks ago we know there's nobody in there like sure, there might be a little bit of piped in noise uh, yep. to like, but get I don't you think going. they pipe it into the show. I think that's just into our feed. I I don't think that's live in the there, audience. There is, uh, it is piped into the arena. Uh, uh, oh, okay. A few weeks back, um, actually the the contract signing with Adam Pierce when his okay. uh mic effed up, um, and they switched over to the audio through the camera. Okay. Um, you could hear it echoing through. Uh, Tropicana Field. You can okay. actually hear it kind of echoing in the background because they had had that issue uh, with the microphone and the the uh, over audio. Um, so, but it's definitely not loud. Um, right enough for them. To, it's not like a pop happens. Yeah, like in, with an, a fans. Yeah, but I mean, you're you're talking. These guys are only a few feet away from ringside. Yeah. So, uh, like, like the announcers. So, of course, you can hear them. But I really enjoyed that. Um, and my only issue with the match was at one point they started kind of going back and forth, just doing the little like wimpy hits almost. Like it made made me feel like I was watching children arguing for a minute. Yeah. Um, uh... and that's the only part of the match where I was like, "Can we just get back to the wrestling?" Yeah. Uh, as well, there was a point where Belair they said she was going for the glam slam. Is she? She does Beth Phoenix's finisher. She uses it. Yeah, I didn't know that. Yeah, she she she's used it uh, in the past. I, that's um, kind of neat. That's that is a little neat. We've never seen somebody use mm-hmm. another finisher and keep it the same name. Yeah, very rarely do we do we have uh, like besides unless that's the name of the move. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like. Uh, 
the only time in like recent memory that I can remember, and they've now changed it since, but was uh, when Ricochet started using the Code Breaker. Yeah. Um, and now they have uh, renamed it to, I think it's like Recoil or something. Uh, right. Because of Jericho uh, being within uh, AEW now. But, yeah, um, exactly. But really decent match, and Belair picks up the win, which I was really impressed by, to be honest. Um, Still not a fan of her. And then she got interviewed up on the ramp, which the interview just kind of fell flat to me. Um, yeah, her saying it's the biggest win of her career. I, I get it. Like, you beat Bailey, but it was on SmackDown. Usually your biggest wins come on pay-per-views. I think the point of it, though, was uh, with Bailey being, like, the longest-reigning SmackDown women's champion and stuff like that being like it was the the most high profile thing yet because i mean the thing is is you gotta remember bel-air has just made it to the main roster only uh, a matter of months ago so uh, to say it's the biggest win currently yeah i i I wouldn't fully disagree but i don't know it just it didn't it didn't hit where i think it they wanted it to hit Maybe it's because Bailey's not at that point where she was when she was that person, like the longest reigning champ, all those accolades at the same time. Like, because all of those pretty much came right at the same time. When she was that character, because she's a different character from that now. Yep. It's, I, I feel like maybe that's why I'm like, I don't know if you can really say she's still that person. Yeah, she's got all of those things, but she's very, it's very much like Alexa Bliss. Yet we don't call her the goddess anymore she's she's not that anymore like <laughs> yeah isn't that the truth <laughs> like so but, that's just maybe that's why i didn't quite like it yeah no that's fair that's fair um and then we end up this this get this got really weird really quick um i found uh king corbin uh starts to enter um they don't even mention like if it's a match or anything and then suddenly dominic's attacking him which the thing is is i was okay with and i mean dominic laid into him i was i was like yeah awesome like here we go we cut to commercial and when we get back they do their sponsorship they cut to ray at the commentary table and then they come back to the ring and they just ring the bell yeah i'm like what was the point in attacking him if you were gonna let him get a breather and catch his like like that no hurt. that's not how that works you beat him up you throw him in the ring you slide in the ref rings the bell and we get going that's how it always works like yeah I and don't know. obviously it, it uh it proved to uh hinder him a bit as uh corbin picked up the win i don't know if you've got anything notable from during the match uh like it was it, not to say it was a bad match i Dominic had a few slip-ups a few times, um, but I mean, it's bound to happen. Happens to the best of them, happens to the greenest of them, like... Yeah, and I mean, like, I can't really pinpoint anything that was outstanding, um, but Corbin and and Dom seem to have pretty good chemistry in the ring, so if this matches a few that they want to keep doing for a little while, I'm okay with it. Yeah, and then after the match, Corbin uh, went to attack Mysterio, um, but Mysterio ended up uh, getting the better of him, getting up, getting up on the uh, apron and doing the uh, sitting 
what would what would you call that sitting senton i think is what it is like where he just basically lands yeah. on their chest sort of thing yeah, yeah but takes him out and runs off um and before we move on i i just i just thought of something really quickly that i, I i'd like to put out there so i'm not a total dumbass this is from uh last the last podcast um so if you're really confused give uh our our impact nxt and dynamite uh review a listen we were talking about uh daniel garcia being on nxt and we were talking about the the buffalo boys and and the car accident uh and we were trying to figure out who the fourth guy was it was daniel garcia puff kevin blackwood and kevin bennett ah right i i don't know how in the world i forgot kevin bennett um well, it's the but Kevin Bennett experience, man. I I know. I just it just popped into my head. I realized it earlier today, and I just wanted to make up for it real quick before anybody came after me, um, because I d- gotta put respect on Kevin Bennett's name. Awesome oh, performer. Sure. Uh, I can't believe I forgot him. So like, my mistake. I just wanted to clear that real quick. I know it's kind of odd to throw it in there, but before I forgot, just wanted to put it out there. <laughs> Um, that's all right but anyways moving on um yeah we uh we end up with a backstage segment uh biggie is talking to sonia deville we're told adam pierce was what was it given a week off or something something like that and i think the hint was that it was roman got to somebody in the upper up and that he just wasn't allowed in the building basically similar to what happened to ko but then we didn't get a random attack from adam pierce like we got from ko yeah yeah uh, and then suddenly here's Miz and morrison um which again i guess it's the interbrand to brand invitational or whatever but i could have sworn aj had stated and i might be wrong here might be really wrong but i feel like i remember aj being like a superstar can come did. over and so i was i was suddenly like like same deal when I saw AJ show up, uh, when I saw them show up, I'm sitting here going, did I miss news somewhere that we had, like, a, a shuffle before the rumble or something? Yeah, like... Um, but Miz and Morrison, uh, and, uh, Miz is talking about, um, potentially cashing in on, uh, the winner of the Last Man Standing match. Yeah. And Morrison um, says he's going to make a lot of money off of GameStop. I, which I got a chuckle out of. Um, and then I don't even remember what incited it, but Miz and Morrison begin attacking Big E. They just do. Like, I, I'm pretty sure that's just it. Like, Big E just kind of says to them, like, something along the lines of, I don't think you're going to win or whatever, basically. And then they're just like, well, yeah, I'll show you by beating you up. Yeah, like, pretty well. Um, and they start they start beating him up, and then Biggie's actually getting the better of the situation before they get split up. Yeah. Um, and then so so we talked about this really quick just over messaging last night. Uh, they start talking about WWE backstage, which airs tonight, and they have now changed what yes. they were revealing. We are no longer getting the number 30 entrant in the men's rumble. We're getting the number one and two. And the number 30 for the women's is being decided in a match, I guess, that's airing tonight between Natalia and Tamina. Can I Which ask I have a... what either of them have done to 
make them like not sound like an ass, but make them worthy of a number thirty spot. Like like yeah. there there was a there was a point made about um you know entering number one and, and winning and like that creates you a legacy type deal. But the thing is, is even entering number thirty and winning, you're winning the rumble. You're cementing yourself. Um. So so what what have either of them done? Because number thirty right. is a prime spot. That is the final entry. You are the most rested and ready competitor in that yeah. match. For whatever reason, twenty eight is the most winning. But but like what what did either of them do? to um, get that shot like am i missing something natalia has a couple reigns as divas champion i think tamina has a tag title reign doesn't she no she doesn't no i don't think so no she doesn't i thought that there was one with naya but that was Shayna, wasn't it yeah yeah so uh naya naya champion naya and tamina fought for the the titles at right mania in the four-way and the iconics won that I... my favorite is you cut out there so that was wonderful oh, did it? thank you <laughs> uh great but uh i just i I'm, I'm like i don't know what either of you have done personally because number 30 is a very good spot so but apparently we're finding out tonight so yeah yeah um I mean, I have a feeling it's going to be exactly what happened with Lana. Whoever is it isn't going to be the person who's in the 30th entrant. Like, it's going to be replaced uh, by Becky, probably, because they've been hinting at Becky recently. Uh, if we if we end up getting this, like, every year, I'm just going to start getting annoyed. Or I every will. other, or whatever. It just... I don't... Yeah. I don't know. Um, And then we transition from that to a... I found odd Sasha Banks segment... Well, Kalisto cat calls her to start. Um, <laughs> and can we just talk about the dude is wearing like a fedora over his mask in the back? Like, I, that's like a hat on top of a hat. Like, like, I just, I don't know. It felt really awkward, um, especially knowing, uh, just just from from reading and listening to interviews and that how close they are in real life. Uh, like they're really close friends in that. Um, yeah. I just, I found it really awkward, and then we end up uh, having Reginald, uh, uh, Carmella's uh, sommelier, uh, give her some wine that Carmella picked out uh, for after she loses, I it's, guess. It'll go well with uh, the defeat of losing your title, um, I think is what Reggie said, something along those lines. And it just felt really awkward, because, like, he kept checking her out, she kept checking him out. And I'm just sitting there like, can we just end this segment? Well, yeah, and she starts to, like, flirt with him and is like, well, what wine goes best for Car- I want to get Carmelo a wine. And it just felt like a really dirty transaction was about to go down. It and felt like, really bad. Yeah. Like, I, I'm like, aren't you guys PG? Like, like, aren't you guys? Yeah, well, and it didn't help with what Sasha was wearing, and I don't oh want to sound God. like that. But she was wearing a two-piece leather dress, which was a leather piece that covered here and a leather piece that covered down 
Yeah, like Whoa. it it was it, it it did not leave a whole lot to the imagination if if I'm allowed to say that without sounding like a horrible person. Yeah, like I hate to sound like that, but it really was. And I mean, she didn't look bad. It's not like oh, we're no. dissing her. She is a very beautiful woman. But it just but... like the whole segment with every little piece to it just didn't feel right <laughs> it just felt really weird it felt like old school wwe with the women and how they were just kind of objects yeah I want that to happen again exactly um and so that ends with sasha handing back the wine and and just basically saying she's gonna kick carmella's ass um yeah. and then we get like an eight minute recap of roman reigns kevin owens and adam pierce storyline i was like i did not need to be recapped on the whole like the rumbles two days away we know that the we know the video package that you're going to show six times from the start of the pre-show to the show like well it was probably what we just saw that was the rumble re that it's going to the... be that with tonight's promo included yeah That's going to be the sure. only difference yeah, and it won't be like they cut down stuff that they showed tonight. It'll be the exact same length plus the highlights from when we talk about it later. Yeah, right now, pretty much. Um, and then Not we get quite, but... well, we get a, a really quick uh, segment which I got a good laugh out of. Yeah. Uh, Sami Zayn and Shinsuke Nakamura backstage. Um, Zayn basically taking credit for everything Nakamura has accomplished thus far. Besides in NXT, besides NXT. No, he, think... he he even said his NXT deb- debut was a success because he faced Sami Zayn oh, at Takeover. I didn't I didn't catch that part. Yeah, yeah. So uh, and and Nakamura, um, I don't even remember what he says. Uh, uh, Nakamura just tells him to go to hell. That's what it was. That's what it was. Um, so that was that was interesting. Um. I'm loving the Sami Zayn character. I don't care. Yeah. I'm I'm a and fan liked, of Sami. Yeah, I like that they're keeping Nakamura on his own and giving him the face run oh and gave him back his music and just everything. Like you've got such an amazing talent there that I uh... have a feeling his contract's up soon, and they're uh, they're worried he might leave. They do it for so many. Like you can always tell when somebody <laughs> when somebody's contract is coming up because. <laughs> They do nothing with them for three years and then suddenly. Yeah. But that's like, that's where I'm getting weird with Cesaro. Cause I'm like, is Cesaro's contract almost up? Because you've had this guy for how many years now? And you've never done anything with him yeah. minus the bar, which was amazing. It was uh, really But I'm like, good. this guy who deserves a main event spot suddenly is actually getting some recognition. I'm like, Cesaro's contract coming up in three weeks, and you're trying to get him to resign. <laughs> well, they it worked with Jeff, like oh, uh, pretty well. I, I can't. I mean, obviously, there were probably other factors, probably something to do with WWE helping Jeff get through some tough times and whatever. There definitely were more factors, but WWE also gave him a run with an Intercontinental Title, which Jeff probably didn't expect to have any time ever again. Yeah, but. So, uh... And then we get this interview. Um, yeah, that we alluded to. I don't know if they still call it live via satellite anymore, but... Well, they were in the same building, which got me. Yeah. Um, but Roman Reigns and Kevin Owens. Um, and I was happy with this segment up until the end. Like, and I'm, I'm talking a split... 
not even completely the end of it, but we'll get to that in a second. Um, yeah, they're they're discussing obviously the rumble match. Uh, Reigns is playing his whole Godfather character. Yeah, um, it's been really really well played. Like he isn't doing horrible. It's just he if needs it's in to front let of a live... talk more. Yeah, because if it's in front of a live crowd, Roman is going to fall flat. Hundred percent. Um. But it really starts to get interesting when Reigns starts almost pushing Kevin Owens' buttons, talking about his father and grandfather. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah, uh, with Roman just, like, saying his dad didn't raise him right and teach him the right things and then whatever. And then Roman goes on and he's like, well, everything revolves around me, pretty much. And uh, I was like, well, only in Vince's head, but okay. <laughs> Uh, interesting then, take yeah and then uh he says ko will never be a universal champion he already has been yeah <laughs> like so i was just like i get your point he's not gonna become another one but you can't say he'll never be one in history he actually got it before you did yep <laughs> yep he, did. he was number two um and then but it was yeah good. Where good my moment. issue came was Reigns picking up the remote and turning it off. That is literally my only issue with the segment because even Kevin Owens at the end being like, you know what, no, I'm done, and ripping the the earpiece and that out. I was okay with all of that. I very yeah. much so disliked how Reigns' end of it ended. I would have preferred him just to be like, Paul, we're done. And Paul walking around and like covering the camera or something. I ha- I really dislike the like. Yeah, wh- what was that? He turns off, I guess, the camera or maybe the computer. And I don't know about you. I don't have a computer that works via controller. No, no, I don't either. So, like, that's my thing. And like, I mean, I've worked with some really nice cameras over the years, and I can't say I've ever had a remote control that that well works with them yeah. that and that can feed to a live feed that easily so i don't know like, it just felt really awkward um yeah and then we I, get yeah. oh sorry go ahead no that was that was just exactly it i was just like yeah that was just weird um just agreeing yeah and then we get and into what next sh- weird bit <laughs> should be the main event uh but i guess it's the start of of the series of it um like i got so confused uh during this that i just got bullet points really heavily through it um we get daniel bryan versus aj styles um yeah with cesaro on commentary for you know we're going into the rumble sure well, I mean, last week he and he and Brian had their little bit, so it kind of made sense. I wasn't too upset about that. Uh, but, uh, one thing I, I will say, WWE announced they are going to be, uh, I don't know if they are always, but they're going to be a partner in the 2022 Special Olympics in Orlando, Florida, and I think that's just awesome. They've been doing that for a lot of years, actually, already. I, I assume so, but uh, when, when they announced that and showed that little thing, I, I was really happy to see that, and I just wanted to make a note of that. Oh, yeah. No, that that's a that's an incredibly awesome thing on their part, and it deserves to be noted. Um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, so we get Daniel Bryan versus AJ Styles, which is, uh, I mean, 
obviously nothing's going wrong with this match. Um, <laughs> I don't think they had a botch during the whole point of it. Um, and even if there was a slip up, they're so good they they recover immediately, and you can't even necessarily tell. Um, yeah, like, the, and this was such your classic, uh, flowing wrestling masterpiece. Like they just put on a masterclass. Like it a- just gets ruined. Like after seeing it, I wanted like, can we put this main event of a pay per view thirty five minutes like? You want a five-star from Meltzer, guys? Put these two on the main event. Yep. And let them go. But, uh, Sami Zayn comes out, and then Big E comes out, and starts attacking Zayn, and then Daniel Bryan hits a, a tope on them on the outside. Um, or, sorry, Sammy's... Cesaro started attacking E, and then yeah. Daniel Bryan hits it. Which causes Zane to come in and attack Brian, causing the DQ. And Shinsuke comes out. Um. And yeah, and then we end up with a six-man tag. A six-man. Which was AJ Cesaro and Zane versus E Brian and Nakamura. Which, and that was okay too. Which is going really well. And then. Miz and Morrison come out, and this is what got me. They come out and attack Shinsuke Nakamura, and the ref is watching and is doing nothing. And the second they slide in the ring and attack Big E, the DQ happens. That's it. I'm like, that's not not how that works. Yeah. Um, (sighs) And then Otis comes out. And Otis starts to take out Miz and Morrison, and then we get a hard cut to commercial. And and when we come back, it's a five on four handicap match, but Cole calls it a ten man tag. <laughs> and then Graves is like, You're stupid. Shut up. <laughs> um and then here comes Seamus. And he does the bell doesn't ring at all. There was no finish, no whatever. Seamus just asks for a tag. And he gets it. And the oh, ref's yeah. like, Yeah, this is fine. Well, it, it was apparently it was supposed to be a five on five, and there was only four on five, so he just he could join. It. Um, and then once again, the the match is going decent, and the face team picks up the win. Yeah. Um, and then, I would have had no issues if that was just the main event from the get go. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> um, and then Miz and Morrison start beating down Sheamus. Uh, the brawl starting, and then all of a sudden, <laughs> Braun Strowman returns. Cause why the hell not? Um, and basically the show ends with Strowman absolutely clearing house. Yeah. Um. Yeah, it just. <sighs> I don't even know. I uh, yeah. Um. But I mean, I guess the 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 easiest way we can we can say what we liked and disliked from the show is by uh, segueing into our ratings segment. Um, what did you give SmackDown this week, my guy? I really wanted to give it a higher rating. I really, really did. I gave it a two point five just based on how convoluted the main event was. Like. I couldn't give it any higher. I really wanted to. This was the first SmackDown I didn't despise. Like, 
Uh, I gave oh, it a two point like... seven five. Okay. Uh, out of five. Um, mine but... might come down to that Bianca Belair thing where I just really, really don't like her at all. <laughs> I uh, I wanted to give it a three, but I kept I fighting myself because of how convoluted it ended. Um, and that I I wrote my overall. I typed three, and then I was like. No, I can't do that. I couldn't do it. Just, I it I feel you. It wasn't good. Um. So with that, uh, match of the night. So I personally, um, I give it specifically to AJ Styles versus Daniel Bryan. None of the others. I give it to Styles and Bryan. <laughs> Minus the finish, <laughs> I give it to Styles and Brian because, as as we were saying, uh, two of the best on the planet. Um, and I know we say that a lot, but there's a lot of guys that are, um, yeah. the 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 best wrestlers on the planet. That list is a big list. It's not four or five yeah. guys. It's a no. big list, and when they're paired up against each other, you get a classic. Um, yeah. which I mean, if it if we would have gotten a clean finish, would have been fantastic but uh yeah those two for the duration they got received my match of the night they went for 15 minutes i was like is this gonna be a half hour match well that's what i like, was wondering and then sam zane came out and i knew where we were yeah going. uh my match of the night is also the one-on-one -on -one daniel bryan and aj styles oh my god i it was a perfect match up until the finish like that no, that's 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 completely fair. That is that is a hundred percent fair. Um. So segment of the night for you, what'd you, what'd you uh, KO and Roman. <clears throat> uh, uh, that was really good. I I enjoyed it. Um, minus the the finish again, like you said, but like or like we said, but yeah. <laughs> My segment of the night is is Roman Reigns and Kevin Owens promo. Uh, although I I cheated a little bit, uh, I also enjoyed the end of the show chaos, um, because sure. that's what I like before a rumble. Yes, that's yeah. we we get it all the time, but it it works until it yeah. stops working. Keep doing it, and I like that we got it. I was disappointed we didn't get it on Raw. I'm happy we got it on SmackDown because um, it's similar to going into Survivor Series. You want to see that invasion. You want to see that brawl. Doesn't matter exactly. if it happens every year. You want to see it. Exactly. Um, but yeah, Reigns and Owens promo uh, minus the end, um, obviously. Uh, what about your performer of the night? Daniel Bryan. If I, yeah, I don't even think I need to justify it. I like, no, no, you don't, because <laughs> I mean, I gave mine to both AJ Styles and Daniel Bryan. I gave it to to Bryan because in the six man tag as well, he took the brunt of all of the damage on uh, his team side. Oh, he really did. Um, I I had to I I had to fit AJ in there though because they did both go like 30 some odd minutes right in total but, with yeah. all of it um that's why i gave them my match of the night because i was like that's the way i give it to aj because that's more towards like aj 
as like he carried their match a little bit because he was like more aggressive in that match mm-hmm. in a sense um and then daniel was the wrestler of the night because he really took the beating and then still was able to fight back yeah for me and no that that's completely fair um i solely included aj just because mine was initially just daniel um for sure but by the end of it i was like they did both last through all of that um so i i've got to sing a little more praise for aj styles myself um one one thing before we move on to the next uh segment that we're gonna do here why didn't Omos come out to be on AJ's team? I don't think we've actually gotten like a, a match with Omos yet. I don't understand why he wouldn't have come out for a save at some point. Right. Not, but, but like my thing is like, if so, we knew Omos was there. We started getting this boiling point. Omos should have been the guy he is paid to be by AJ and saw that maybe something was going to go wrong for AJ here and came out, in my opinion. No, he definitely should have. Um, you make a fair point. I never even thought of that. Yeah, but that is just a little side point. Well, um... Oh, damn. I just realized I I messed up on our, our video feed here. I don't have our Worst of the Night banner. Oh, well, that's all right. Well, that's fine. I'm still going to cover Worst of the Night. So next up is Worst of the Night. Um, I've got three different things, which I've already already presented my issues with them. Um, But just to cover it, uh, Roman's ending to the interview, uh, the repeated false finishes in the main event, and then adding more people instead of just giving us a big match. Um, and as I stated at the start of the show, just neglecting the brand split. Yeah. Like those, those three points, I, throughout the show bugged me so much. Yeah. Um, mine, I'm specifically nailed down to the main event issues of like, after that, the, the finish, uh, with Zane DQing from then on, it was just a mess and you didn't know what was going on and it like i said it really derailed a show that i probably would have given my highest smackdown rating yet yep no that that's that's completely and utterly fair um so uh and uh we forgot to mention here before we move on uh because that's basically the end of smackdown uh want to mention our twitter poll uh before we forget um, we run these polls after shows, um, after Raw, Impact, NXT, Dynamite, and SmackDown, as well as pay-per-views uh, that we tune into. Um, 55.6% of uh, voters believed it was a good show. Uh, 11.1% uh, did not enjoy it. And 33.3% uh, are sitting on the fence uh, as for the the show as for SmackDown, um, so I mean, overall, uh, looking at it, majority felt like it was a decent show, but it definitely shows that, um, people had issues. Yeah, for sure. Um, as, as did we, um. Yeah, I just, it was, and I'm glad to see that there is a, 
uh, a group of people that could take what they saw on SmackDown and and put blinders to the bad stuff and say, hey, you know, overall it was a good show. Unfortunately for me, as soon as you start making these common mistakes, like WWE has been doing this way too often where we get match. Oh, wait, no, this isn't the match you're going to get. This is the match you're actually going to get. Well, it's been you know? every show. Yeah, pretty much since since 2021 started. So, like, that's where the issue is. Like, yeah. you haven't just done it once the in the month. We've gotten it on every Raw this year, yeah. if I'm not mistaken, minus maybe At Legends least once. Night. Oh, I bet it happened on Legends. No, it did happen on Legends Night Um, with a match with Riddle. It had to. With MVP. At, uh, Riddle and MVP. Was that Legends Night? I don't think it was. I thought that was that Legends Night. If it wasn't, I'm I'm. I think I it was the week but... after but i don't know don't take my word on that Uh, i'm not sure but yeah um well we're going to now move on into our first ever uh pay-per-view prediction um but before we do that uh just a few things uh that we want to note again uh we uh do these podcasts live if you're listening on uh one of the uh podcast streaming services we do this podcast live in video format on our twitch channel walking the ropes um so if you ever want to watch us live uh we're on there our schedule's on there for when we do these shows um you can follow to get notified as well as on our twitter we always post uh to let you know when we're going live um as like and like I was just saying, you can find the audio version of this podcast shortly after the live versions on most major uh, podcast platforms: Google Podcasts, Spotify, and more. Um, and yeah, uh, if you want to support us, uh, we have a Buy Me a Coffee page uh, where you can donate a small amount to help us uh, keep creating this content. Um, as well as we have a Redbubble page with more designs coming really soon. But we've currently got our logo up, uh, which you can purchase on phone cases, coffee mugs, and more. Um, yeah, absolutely. So, and all that can be found through our link tree. Every every link pertaining to walking the ropes can be found in our link tree, which is in our descriptions on everything basically yeah on my twitter i think i have our link tree linked if not i link to the walking the ropes twitter and that has the link tree in its description for sure yeah and i mean my my twitter uh i have my personal link tree for my art and whatnot um but you can find uh in my link tree it actually links to the walking the ropes link tree yeah so it like you can find it anywhere you go pertaining to us Um, yeah and i'll have a link tree set up as soon as i start to have more links to my socials and whatever as as soon as you have a twitch yeah i (laughs) currently just have a a twitter i mean so yeah uh but anyways royal rumble predictions uh so before we actually get into the card um i want to run through Actually, you know what? You know what? Let's let's run the card, and as we run through, I have, as of five hours ago, the most current betting odds. Okay. For uh the Rumble, I really enjoy for the big big pay per views. I don't bother with smaller ones, but for Rumble Mania stuff like that, I love looking at the betting odds. And I right. actually, for the first time ever last year, bet on the Rumble, <laughs> um, which I ended up being super wrong uh which is great you put kenny down 
Last year, no. <laughs> no. Uh, I don't even remember who I bet on. Um, oh, I can't even think. I, I mean, the actually, safe for bet the, was Drew. The, like... Yeah, but there wasn't a big enough return for me to bother. <laughs> um, for the women's, I actually did uh, uh, Rousey last year. I expected. Okay. Uh, uh, I took the risk on Rousey, but no return. He didn't even show. Um. But anyways, so the current uh, announced matches, obviously more are going to come over the next 24 hours leading into the pay-per-view. I bet two or three will be announced on backstage. More than likely. Uh, But as we are sitting here now, uh, running through first up, uh, the SmackDown Women's Championship uh, singles match, uh, Sasha Banks uh, going in defending against Carmella. Um... Now, I actually, it seems like there aren't betting odds out for this match in particular as to what I'm looking at. Sure. Um, so I can't, I can't attest there, um, but on your end, uh, prediction wise, what do you got? I, I say Sasha's going to retain and I think she's going to do it easily. I don't see Carmella putting up much of a, a of an offense during this match. Uh, I think this is very much Sasha's feud to make her look strong for whoever wins in the rumble to, if they want to choose Sasha sort of thing. That's fair. Um, I'm honestly, uh, I'm going to give it to Carmella, um, because I can see very not, not happy about it. Um, but at mania, the winner of the women's rumble is going to fight the raw women's champ. And we're going to end up getting the six woman match for the title for SmackDown. Um, like they did a few years ago. I don't like it. I don't like that. They do that, but I find if, if we're going into the year and the SmackDown women's title hasn't been given the spotlight, we're just going to get something random with it. Uh, yep. which I That's feel fair. is what we're going to get. So I wouldn't doubt it if they put it on Carmella. Um, to have her drop it at Mania. Exactly. To somebody who, who's ready for a push, maybe a Rhea Ripley if she doesn't win the Rumble sort of thing, if she goes into the Rumble or whatever. Exactly. Um, And the thing is, is it will not be a clean finish if Carmella wins. Uh, no, uh, exactly. Reginald will get involved. Um. And you know what? Maybe the hinting that they were doing at SmackDown has something to do with it as well. Like, yep, it very well so, could. Very knows? well could. That that I, I really think Sasha will win, but maybe that's just because I don't want to see Carmella with the title right now. No, that's completely fair. Um, and then uh, continuing with the women, uh, the WWE Women's Tag Team Championships, we've got the champions Asuka and Charlotte Flair going up against the team of Nia Jax and Shayna Baszler. Uh, before we um, make our uh, predictions, um, the current betting odds are actually favoring Nia Jax and Shayna Baszler, um, which honestly is my pick um because yeah. i see absolutely no reason to keep them on oscar and charlotte i'm tired yeah uh, it, it doesn't make sense it, it I, doesn't I, at all i don't like the fact that it's it necessarily going on naya and shana either because that team up doesn't make sense either 
but what team does WWE is broken up all of their women's tag teams. Exactly. So they're the closest thing. Like they've actually been working together where Oscar was put in the match and then Charlotte returned for it. Like there was no reason for them to team. So take the titles off of them. Yeah, no, exactly. It's just, uh, yeah, I totally agree that Nia and Shane are going to take the titles. Uh, and you know what? It might come down to Oscar and Charlotte fighting over something like in some way, somehow, because they've not been very talkative or partner esque on raw, but then on SmackDown, they're besties. Like, yeah, I'm when they brought the women's tag team championships into the picture, it was at the perfect time. Tons of tag teams. Women's wrestling was soaring. Um, There was no reason not to bring them in. And now they're just an afterthought. Um, We've broken up. They're usually on the raw Raw women's champion. Like, yeah, I'm getting really tired of it being double champion. And I, I don't know. Um, but yeah, just... so so Jackson Baszler. Um and then we've got it for the WWE championship, we've got the champion Drew McIntyre against Goldberg. Um and the You current... said it wrong. It's Goldberg. I was trying to be nice today, you know, uh new page or turning a new leaf or some shit like that yeah let's be honest oldberg versus drew uh the current betting odds uh by a lot are favoring um drew mcintyre thank you um but but uh there is also heavy betting odds for the miz to cash in yeah that's Um, my pick my my pick is goldberg wins miz cashes in see the thing is is this is where i have the issue if the miz cash is in i i don't know where i'd want him to cash in because i don't want goldberg beating drew but i don't want drew to beat goldberg and then lose to the miz right it's that double-edged sword right like because i wouldn't mind I would not mind Miz taking the title, but either way you look at it, it makes Drew look kind of bad because I mean, sure. You can look at it where he just, he just endured a match with Goldberg and then the Miz cashes in, but we're also talking the Drew McIntyre that beat Brock Lesnar at WrestleMania. And then a handful of minutes later, Fought the big show for the title and beat the big show. So, like, yeah. you, you can't pull a, a, you know, you can't pull that and try and tell me, like, no disrespect to The Miz, but you cannot tell me that he was able to pull off what Big Show couldn't after Brock Lesnar. Right. And that's why I think uh, Goldberg will win, but it'll be like, so he'll hit like the jackhammer and just kind of flop on to Drew and build, both of them will be out because it'll hopefully have been a good 15, 20 minute barn burner of an actual match. But this is all hearsay. Uh, and then Miz cashes in on a very weakened Goldberg. 
You know what? I've got my prediction. Okay. Oh, you're uh, shooting from the hip on your prediction, eh? hundred percent here hundred percent because this is this is the only match that well along with the rumble ones i'm kind of there's my only, picks are kind of funny there's a lot of picks um but mcintyre goldberg miz and morrison will come out during the match and i honestly okay. believe that miz is like i i i hope they have a decent match i don't want a 20 minute match but I don't want three minutes. And I honestly believe what's going to happen is they're going to cost McIntyre the title. That way it's not a clean loss to Goldberg. Trip trip McIntyre or something, and Goldberg gets the spear. And then I honestly believe we're going to get a beatdown from Miz and Morrison on Goldberg for Miz to take the win. There's no way that there is a clean finish of Goldberg winning for Miz to come in and then pick up the win somehow. There is going sure. to be a lot of fuckery is basically the only way I can put it for Miz to be able to take the title. But I do believe Absolutely. Miz ends up with the WWE championship by the end of the night. Oh, I think that's, that's where they're going with this. Like they had him come on SmackDown to probably uh, bait and switch us like, Oh, he's going to go for the universal title. Cause that's a last man standing match. No, he's not. Yeah. Um, speaking of the last man standing match, we have for the WWE Universal Championship in a last man standing match, Roman Reigns, the reigning defending champion, the tribal chief, the head of the table uh, with uh, his. What is what is Heyman to him? His keep sucking. What is what is, what is Heyman? I don't I don't know Heyman's technical term for him because he's not his um... advocate. He's right hand man or something like that. Like the, they've got a really specific name for it, but um, but yeah. Anyways, Roman Reigns against Kevin Owens, uh, and the current betting odds by the longest shot possible are for Roman Reigns to retain the the championship. It's the only one thing that's gonna happen because his family is gonna come out. Maybe a returning Jimmy. Um, I don't know where he's been, what's wrong with him. But... He was injured. He okay. was injured. Uh, so, yeah. And I don't know the timeline there, so yeah. potentially. Um, um, but yeah, I don't think KO loses cleanly. Um, I think Drew or Drew Roman wins via his family literally just beating on KO the whole time. I'm going to give it to Owens. I want Owens to win. I'm, I'm just take being a shot. realistic. I'm going to take a shot in the dark. I'm going to give it to Owens because he's not going to come into it alone. Reigns' family is going to get involved. But who does but Owens have? That's just it. We're going we're gonna to get something. God knows what it is. I mean, uh, let, let, let's be honest. It's pro wrestling. Uh, a lot can happen. Uh, we could have the only name that I can think of that's a friend of of Kevin Owens that is under WWE's banner is Sammy, and they aren't friends anymore. Sa- Sammy Finn, um, they're not friends. Sammy Finn and KO, they're enemies. On screen, but you've got to remember well, yeah, we've no, blurred the lines. Yes, we've blurred yeah. the lines since their last showing 
it wouldn't be the first time where the last time we saw them, they were butting heads and then suddenly there's a mutual respect. Right, but usually, I mean, I guess, but I don't see Balor doing that. He's NXT champion. And? He's busy. At the Rumble? He's just busy in general, like he's got stuff to be doing. I'm not saying like he's got a booking. I'm saying like no, I, well, I don't I'm aware think, of that. I'm saying like I think they're But they're it wouldn't just... be the first time that that stuff like that has happened in the like this storyline isn't a new storyline. No, I get that, but I just I don't see them bringing the NXT champion to the Rumble. I don't think that's going to happen. Yes, but I wasn't being specific with Oh, Balor. okay. I thought I thought you were saying like Balor would be the one one of the people he would bring out. But I'm just saying, he's going to have somebody with him. He's not going into it alone. If he does, then Owens deserves to be a jobber because that's the stupidest decision you could make. Okay, so realistically, who do you think he'll bring? And how many? Because what's, I, what's, I bet what's you on it's Roman's a surprise side? debut. I yeah, bet you it's a, it's like a debut NXT or, or a call-up or something. Um, Damian Priest was talked about being called up recently. Well, I mean, you want to talk about not making sense. There's your fucking... I, I'd, That's the I'd only call-up I've been... I'd give Finn Balor coming in to help Kevin Owens before Damian Priest. <laughs> right, but what I'm saying is the, a name that, uh, I can, that I've heard rumblings of being called up uh, when I read about uh, Rhea Ripley's... Uh, he was also mentioned having the same sort of thing happen to him. That's that's fair. Um, I'm just trying to figure out who Owens has also... Well, we're going to have Adam Pierce, and like, let's not take away from him. We've talked about him in the past, former NWA world champion and stuff like that. Um, like, I'm just yeah. trying to think in recent <laughs> months... But in realist in in real terms, Adam Pierce is there to deal with Paul Heyman. So you get Adam Pierce to deal with Heyman. You have Jimmy or Jay Uso, possibly another Uso, and maybe even Apollo Cruz on Reign's side. I doubt we see any more from Apollo. I don't at know. The they moment. Re- at Be- the moment, maybe because but. I mean the big thing for that was because of talking smack. And Paul Heyman telling him, once you're a champion, come back. So there's there's no reason for for that to happen. Well, I'm thinking maybe the uh, that IC title match gets made, that triple threat that we've been hinting at. Oh, more than likely. So maybe Apollo is champion by the time this match happens. Yeah, potentially. But I'm I I wouldn't be surprised uh, if they. Like, even if they give it to Owens, Owens isn't holding it for long. Um, no, and it's yeah. not going to be, you know, a completely clean finish. Like, it's no. going to be a pull-out-all-the-stops type deal. As long like, as they don't do what Cena did to Batista, I'm fine with that. Well, that's what we're going to end up getting, is something very, very similar to that. But that was reti- duct-taping the guy's feet to the post? Hey, man, it, it, there, there's, there's nothing against doing that 
Yeah. It, it the the point of the last man standing is to keep them down. So by any no, means I get necessary. it. Like as a kid, when I saw that, I was like, "Oh, that's clever," because by any means necessary. But as a fan, I'm like, "That's just a stupid way to win a last man standing match." Well, and, and no offense to Cena at all, kind of a pussy way to win a last man standing match. Uh, I mean, when when you're looking at it in the overall retrospective of it, you're going after a championship. I mean, you you yes. take any any route, and if that's to just somehow tape somebody down or handcuff somebody down or whatnot, yeah, for sure. Um, but it's definitely if Owens takes it, it's going to be um a lot of outside interference yeah. and shit like that. Oh, absolutely. And even if Reigns wins, it's a lot of outside interference. This match is not a clean match. Yeah, not by any means. Yeah. Um, and then we're going to move on t- uh, to the final two matches that are announced, the Rumble matches. We're going to start with the oh, 30 woman. Is the, the U.S. title match is confirmed, is it not? Uh, as of when? Because looking at card, looking at the card stuff from a matter of only two hours ago, there's only the six matches confirmed. Okay, because all when I was looking, because I go to the Royal Rumble Wikipedia, the 2021 Wikipedia, um, and it has that tag match, or it had that tag, or the U.S. title match. It had it last night when I was doing this. Well, I'm literally sitting on that yeah. Wikipedia right now, and it's not. Yeah, it had it last night when I did the, when I was running through my predictions. That's weird. Huh. I have no clue. Um, okay. But, uh, yeah. yeah, the 30 women uh, Royal Rumble match uh, for a shot at one of the women's championships at uh, Mania 37. Uh, there are currently 13 out of the 30 uh, entrants announced. And the betting odds uh, to give the top five uh, in order of first to fifth. We've got Bianca Belair on the top of the betting odds, uh, followed by Alexa Bliss, Rhea Ripley, Ronda Rousey, and Bailey. Who's at the top of the list? Bianca Belair. Why? Because of the buildup. And everybody believes after last year that she's she's in line for it. But her buildup to me hasn't been to be the Royal Rumble winner. That's not no, where I've seen that trajectory going. Nobody has. No, nobody's been given an absolutely clear, like the only person who's been given any kind of a build in either match is realistically Cesaro and Daniel Bryan on SmackDown. Yeah. Side. Like that is out of everybody for the Rumble, the only people with any build to win it. But I honestly thought the Belair and Bailey thing was going to go on for a lot longer. Well, uh, Belair currently tops uh, the betting odds, um, but I'm giving myself uh, because I really, really, really hope um, uh, I'm right with my prediction. I'm going to give it to Alexa Bliss. I okay. think we're going to get the the uh, fiendish finish to it. Um, I, yeah, I wouldn't I be surprised. That. that or Orton comes in and eliminates her. Who knows, right? And he wins? <laughs> sure! Why not? Um, my prediction, honestly, is going to be Rhea Ripley. That, no, that's fair. 
I think she lost the last man, last woman standing match to Raquel Gonzalez, and I think that that sends her to be done on NXT and come up. And I think she's going to have a dominant showing in the Rumble. I'm just looking at some of the other betting odds for the the matches. Um, Paige actually sits um, at a really good. Uh, betting odd. I feel bad for anyone who's betting on Paige. She 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 sits above the likes of Ruby Riot, Liv Morgan, Carmella, Mandy Rose, Nikki Cross, Ember Moon, Natalia, Lacey Evans, Tony Storm, Candice LeRae. Is that just for entrance or to to win? To win. The betting Paige, odds for the winner. I there's I no offense to Paige. She will not return this year. I would love to see her return in some capacity. It's not going to be this year. There's been one, no talk of rumblings of her even training to become back into the ring, which was what we saw with Edge. That started. And then, like, we would have had to have been hearing rumblings of this months ago. Not necessarily. I mean, it wouldn't be the first time. Like, the thing is, is is Edge's as well was, like, purely because he was caught going to the head uh, uh, medical office for WWE. And that's the only reason his rumbling started. Well, well, no, even before that, he had posted a picture of his gear that he ended up wearing. That that was after he had been seen at uh the the medical office which okay, is where well, he ended up getting cleared i thought that, that was i thought they were before that but even oh no still, that was like, that was the night before the rumble he posted that was it even, yeah even still but either way we, we were getting rumblings of a, an edge return i don't see a page one ever happening in the next year. I wouldn't be surprised. I I would. I'm not mad if if that happens. I love Paige, but I just don't think it's gonna happen. Well, I mean, it's all a wait and see. I mean, there. I I wouldn't. You know, if if she were to come out, it I wouldn't bat an eye. Uh. Honestly, after Daniel Bryan and Edge's returns, at this point, I'd just be happy for her. Um, no, exactly. I'm not saying it I wouldn't surprise be happy. me one bit. Um, and I mean, the thing is, the year we've lived in, if like if she comes back, I completely understand why we haven't had rumblings because everything's been so weird this year that you know she's probably been able to get in and out of places if she's actually aiming for a return with very little. Maybe, but Watch I don't know. I I think that there would have been something, but who knows? Um, dirt sheets don't grab everything. Like that's that's, no, that's the true. biggest thing to remember. Um, do you want to talk about any surprise guesses of who you think might enter? Or this year, uh, I really I don't. I I I expect a few NXT entrants. Um, but as for people outside. Um, the only one I could potentially see uh, is uh, Taya Valkyrie um, potentially making her debut, but that's hard to say because I mean they're 
we know she's done with Impact, and that's all we know. Right. Like, we've got that AEW Eliminator tournament for the women, you know, who knows where she's going. And it it's not like it's a big deal whether she goes to WWE to be, to be with her husband. I mean, it's not the first couple separated by that. And in this exactly. day and age, it doesn't make and a it big won't be the last. difference. Like, so. um, speaking of couples that are separated, uh, Chelsea Green, I think, is gearing up for a return and might appear at the Rumble. Yeah, I know she had injured herself on her... She broke her wrist. Yeah, and I I can't even remember how long ago that is, and I know it's not a super-duper long timeline for return, so... Uh, well, and she's posted on uh, Instagram or Twitter, one of the two, uh, that she has... She is uh, every day closer and closer to a return. Oh, that's nice. So, hope I wouldn't mind seeing her appear at the uh, in the Rumble. Oh, I I wouldn't have any issue with it. Um, good performer. Mm-hmm. Um, and then to the men's side of things, the thirty man uh, Royal Rumble match, World Championship uh, match on the line for WrestleMania. Uh, betting odds, uh, the top five in order, uh, we have Daniel Bryan, Keith Lee, Big E, Brock Lesnar, and Edge. Okay. Um, and the, the odds for the men's are some of the most wild and out there things ever. Okay. Uh, after Edge, we've got Goldberg. Um, we've got CM Punk sitting over Braun Strowman. Right. Uh, we've got. There's literally predictions for, um, Tyson Fury and Conor McGregor, um, Rusev, Dean Ambrose. I don't think WWE will ever pull the trigger on McGregor after the few matches, the last few fights he's had. I think that time has passed for McGregor. Well, Rusev and Dean Ambrose are on here betting odds wise. Um, Eric that's Rome. just impossible like next you're gonna tell me that luke harper is on that list well vince and shane have been bet on this year both vince and shane mcmahon um any other oddballs in here uh the rock on the list the rock um no not from what i can see right now uh and let me just say if uh, you bet on either Shane McMahon or Vince McMahon winning and one of them were to win, you would win so much freaking money. It's what is the return funny. on it? Uh, 250000 Vince might do it because he'll bet on himself. Vince would totally bet on himself and then enter. <laughs> um, As for the men's, I'm tossed up uh, heavily between giving it to Daniel Bryan or Edge. Um, okay. As as a realist, uh, I could see them giving it to, to Daniel Bryan. They've been building him up for it. Um, I don't under I don't really know what the payoff for it. I mean, obviously, World Championship match at Mania, but I'm not sure what the yeah. payoff for it really is going to be. Um, because uh, yeah, normally we've got a bit of a reason for the person winning and stuff like that. 
Um, yeah, last year with Drew, we had the nice storytelling of uh, 3MB and whatever. And, exactly. And, so, so um, but I, I, I think the realist side of me gives it to Daniel Bryan, but the fan side of me, which I'm going to let take the bigger portion of this, I'm giving it to Edge. I honestly think they're gonna they're gonna put their money down and they're gonna they're gonna give Edge the victory uh in the Rumble this year. That would be his second win, wouldn't it? Correct. His first coming in twenty ten when he returned from his Achilles injury. Yes. And he was like full on grizzly beard. So um, um what do you got? My- my my prediction as both a fan and just a person in general would be Daniel Bryan. The trajectory for him has been there. The storytelling and whatever, it's the only thing he hasn't really accomplished in his career. Makes sense. Um, and I wouldn't mind seeing him go like one to whatever, like one to 30 and winning it. That'd be sick. Now, I, I, I want a for each rumble i want a bold prediction and i mean a bold um like i i don't mean to to have you say like a vince mcmahon or conor mcgregor but somebody who might pull out a a crazy win in the rumble match uh for the for the men's i'm gonna because of of what i gave it for the women's the men's because I don't believe it's the route they'll go, but I'd love to see the fiend pick it up with Alexa Bliss winning the women's. Yeah, but I don't see both of them having it. I I'd love to see it, but um, but that that's um, definitely men's wise. That's the boldest I can probably get. My men's pick because this was one of my surprise guesses. I'm going to say Marty Scroll. Yeah, we've talked about it before. I don't see it for for a while. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. I just there hasn't been much talk of him since his release or whatever it was from Ring of Honor, and I think I think he might go there instead of AEW because I think the guys at AEW might still be a little more sour on him. He might have a more of a fresh start in WWE right now. I don't see WWE taking their chances with it, uh, because I mean they're literally they're still dealing with issues after the mass release last year. Like they're there's they still have issues after doing that because well, it it was probably the shittiest thing I've ever seen that company do. Like, let's not kid around here. That is the yeah. shittiest thing a company could ever do is release thirty some odd of their talent literally in a pandemic well yeah and but it's given us the likes of matt cardona and brian myers i'm not complaining what we got out of it we've gotten well i mean we got miro we've got um sean spears but he wasn't from the initial release but even still uh ftr um like we've gotten some fantastic things i'm definitely not complaining what we've gotten but you couldn't do a yeah. shittier thing than that. Yeah. Like, you you have to have very, very little morals as a human being to be able to pull the trigger and do that. Like, I let's mean, we're be talking honest. about Vince here. Um, so, I don't know. I don't know if they if they do that. 
Um, I don't think they'll do it either. I think he will just be an appearance if he does sign for them. Um, I, I think I think our chances of that are close to the 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 like the thought of Joey Ryan showing up. Like, I don't know. Although I could see WWE doing that and just putting Joey Ryan under like a mask or something and just being like, it's Roe Bayan. Yeah, if they do that, I hate to break it to you, but I'll only be able to do the uh, Impact, NXT, and Dynamite um, review yeah. show because I will not watch their other products. Like, like Joey Ryan is where I is where I I I draw the line in the sand. I don't care. Um, yeah. As for the women, jeez, uh, I'm just trying to think off the top of my head anybody out there that I could see them just giving giving the win to, but I'm not sure. Um, like I wouldn't complain about like a Tony Storm victory or something like that. Um, yeah. I don't know. We're saying bold, uh, and and I I I like the thought of it. I'll I'll, I'll say Paige. Okay. I'll say Paige because I honestly, like I said, I would not be surprised with the year we've had if there was absolutely no rumblings and suddenly she's back. Um, I know the 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 uh chances of it are slim by, you know, a ton, but I mean, hey, I we're sitting here saying the chances are slim and i mean we have edge yeah something that was not supposed to happen so um my prediction uh we're doing the women's one right yep um Liv morgan i'd i'd have no issue seeing Liv morgan win that'd be great I would love it, and I think she would be a fantastic women's champion. And I don't mean anything bad against Ruby, but she doesn't need to be part of Riot Squad. No, no, not one bit. So, um, yeah, I, I, I think Liv Morgan will be my bold prediction. Nice. Um. Well, there, there's that. Um. And the last few uh bits that I I want to talk about here before before we finish off real quick here. Um, just, just some quick, uh, other news bits here. Um, things like, uh, I guess Eric Bischoff had an interview, uh, or it might've been on his podcast, uh, blatantly calling DX a ripoff or copy of the NWO. Uh, I wouldn't call it a ripoff, but, or I mean a ripoff, sure. A copy? No. So here, let me just. Okay, so his wording was DX is a copy of NWO, so not a ripoff, a copy. Ripoff, sure. Copy, no. Uh, because you can see the similarities where they have similar storytelling and whatever, but they both went to very different ways with it. Uh, Jim Ross and Goldberg both agree with The Undertaker calling today's generation of superstars soft. In some cases, sure, I can see the valid the validity to that. 
but there are also a lot of matches that I can guarantee Goldberg would never fucking do. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, agreed. I... Um, <clears throat> Kota Ibushi uh, put out a tweet um, says he wants a competition between companies and Kenny Omega responded um, saying that he'll come over and destroy the kingdom and they can build a new one together. Okay. Um, Unify the AEW championship with the NJPW championship to make the history of the AEW championship just that of Japan's. <laughs> oh, oh, geez. Oh, geez. We want to talk about bold predictions. There we go. Yeah, I don't think that's actually going to happen at all. If they ever put, if they make Kenny have like Ultimo Dragon esque belts, they're not going to be unified. <laughs> Oh jeez. Um but other than that, I I don't think I have anything else to cover. Do you got you got anything no, over I, there? I don't think so. We did a really good recap of Raw or of uh, SmackDown and our Rumble predictions. I think I think a lot of our stuff we kind of agree on. We just just some of the little things we kind of uh disagree on which i i like that about us we 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 usually like smackdown our best and worst and whatever that was the most consistent we've ever been with each other oh yeah 100 percent. um so but yeah uh we will be live uh monday for our our uh rumble recap um should be about one o'clock i think we're good yep. for one o'clock monday um on our twitch uh, which we will also have our new segment, which we are doing for our pay-per-views, which will be revealed on Monday. Uh, we both got shit-eating grins because we know. <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, thank you everybody for watching. Uh, definitely enjoy if you're watching the Royal Rumble tomorrow. Uh, enjoy it. Um, enjoy it as a fan. It makes it so much easier for, for something like the Rumble. Um, but other than that... Uh, once again, to run through the spiel here, uh, you can find us live on Twitch multiple times a week uh, and follow that for notifications. Follow our Twitter uh, to stay up to date. Vote in polls. Let us know what you thought of shows, uh, as well as sending us news that we might miss. And uh, if you want to support us, we have a Buy Me a Coffee, which is similar to Patreon. Check it out, as well as our Redbubble page uh, with a yeah. design on it. Um and everything can be found through Linktree, so. Yeah, and you guys by no means have to do these things. We just would really appreciate if you guys want to help us out. Like, even just just the follows and that are, exactly. are enough, by all means. Yeah. Um, yeah, we have these things here just because, you know, we know there are off chances. People might want to do something, and if you want to, you can. We're just giving you guys the option. Yeah, we appreciate any and all support right down to comments on our twitter and our youtube and stuff like that we, we greatly appreciate all of it but uh i believe that's it so thank you for uh tuning in whether you tuned in live or you're listening uh later on youtube or one of the podcast services and uh we will see you monday for our rumble recap uh we look forward to it yes it should be fun so take care